Blog Talk Radio. Wow! Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours show and keep the brain running with the premise to talk sports on a national level. Boom with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time. They like the bad five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. The sports medicine, the sports veterans and great. The four for twenty six, so the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Yeah, what up though, what's good War Room family, you are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports, on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts, I'm the Bull Dev Mac, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother, got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building, B. Austin the Hot Block Commander, should be with us shortly, um, look, the Final Four is set, there's a new minority hiring policy in the NFL, but we wouldn't be who we are if we didn't spend sufficient time talking about ninjas getting fire slapped out of them at the Oscars. So sit back, relax, and bust it up again with your guys in the war room, the greatest man cave in the history of Earth. You can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes from the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323 Zero zero one two. Hey Jim, what up, fam? Um, yo, what would you do if a if a if a dude pimp slaps you in front of millions of people? <laughs> yo, I mean, natural reaction is like you know we had the least Russell. Like yeah, you know I mean like, but <laughs> you know I want I know we're not getting into the the complexities of it now, but I also understand being in shock because it's like yo. Never for one minute do I think this is going to happen, considering where we are. So where we I'm are, like, yeah. My hand is behind my back. So <laughs> I get it. But, you know, your natural reaction. And it looks like he was actually getting ready to get into his stance. It looks like he was ready to get busy. Uh, he was ready to squabble. <laughs> so it was pretty much pretty much a, a, a depends on where you're at type of situation. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, you, know, street, you got a squabble, then, though. You know, yeah. Definitely a squabble. And and a squabble might not even be out on the street. It's just like not somewhere as quote unquote prestigious as the Oscars. Like out on the street, you might just have to shoot somebody. <laughs> Especially by today's rules, like you can't just get that off. Like somebody gonna die. All right, but um, look, we we definitely gonna get into that, man, because you know everybody else been spitting their bars all week. I've been trying to keep it close to the vest just so we can do what we do on our platform, and then we can put this whole thing to bed. But before we get started, man, we just got to remind you guys that whether you're here with us live or not, at any time during demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that either on our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms out there. So there's never an excuse to miss an episode of The War Room. Um, there's never an excuse to miss anything on the network. And I'm pretty sure on every show on the network, if this isn't going to be the main topic, it's definitely going to be a topic of interest. So you can definitely check out 
the next episode of Tissue and the Tape for all you hip-hop heads out there. The Broad Street Line, Superstars of Sports, John Appetit for the Foodies, On the Couch with the Wilsons, After Further Review, etc. And I'm, I, I'm definitely waiting on something from On the Couch with the Wilsons. I mean, the Oscars is what their show is pretty much all about, you know, sitting around watching movies, TV, stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure they got a lot to say on it as well. All right, though. Before we get into these hot topics, uh, just got to remind you guys, uh, if, if you haven't made a bet yet with my bookie, then it's time to stop wasting time and go ahead and do that. Place your bets. Lay down some bread on all the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid. You get paid fast. There's no hassle. They don't slap you in your mouth. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after the game starts. So join now, and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag, play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. All right, so, you know, <laughs> what should be the biggest story of the week in sports and entertainment, man. The final four is set. The NCAA tournament, March Madness. We're down to the final four. And if this don't look like Blue Blood City, you got Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, and Villanova. Um, yo, will, like, how long will we hear about it if UNC you know, ends Coach K's career. Like, how long will we hear about it from oh, yeah. the Carolina fans? Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully forever. That would be that would be amazing. Like for that to happen that way. Like you know, all the stars in line. I mean, either way, either he beats them to go to a finals. Like so, it's like this. It's gonna be interesting either way. I think this is one of those cases where the committee needed to look at that. You know, I know a lot of things are done regionally, but if you know this is like the most storied rivalry in college basketball and the most storied coach in college basketball is definitely retiring after the season, I'm going to go ahead and put them on opposite sides of the bracket just in case. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Final Four is what it's about, like roll to the Final Four. But all in all, if you could have had them play in the national championship game, like how dramatic would that be for Coach K's final game to be made or broken by the the, the North Carolina Tar Heels? So it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I mean, right. you know, I, I get your point though. For, the, for the, all the marbles, but the Final Four is Final Four. So I, I still like to see Carolina smacking here. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, it's it's. Pretty much on. You got those four teams going at it. Um, I mean, this is pretty much what chalk looks like. They're not all number one seeds or anything like that, but just, you know, who they are and and how many times each of these schools have been in the Final Four. Like, this is pretty much what chalk um, looks like. Uh, so, North Carolina and Duke, who do you think is going to win that one? Um. I mean, Duke by the way, Duke seed. is the number two seed, and Carolina is the eight seed. 
They're the highest yeah. seed. But so I mean, Duke's supposed to win, but I'm gonna say Carolina just because I think it'd be poetic for them to knock him out and make him go out a loser. I I, I think I kind of think Carolina's gonna win it too. Like um, I don't know. I, like you said, Duke is Duke. They're the number two seed in that region. Um, as much as Duke has won over the years, like they've also fallen short in some big moments as well. And and I think this might be uh, one of those moments. I don't know, but it, it might be. It also might be one of those things where these kids are like, "Yo, we got to do this this year for Coach K." So how crazy would it be for him to go out on a national title run, on a national title win, especially when he's already announced this? It's not like some people, you know, they win and then they get to make that decision. Like this was for all the marbles when the season started. So if they end up winning it all, that'll be crazy as well. Um, on the other side of the bracket, you got Villanova versus Kansas. Who you, who you got in that one? Nova. Yeah, Nova winning that I'm one. I'm yeah, I'm rolling with Nova. Uh, now you know 100%. You know I'm rooting for Nova. I mean, I consider myself a fan of anything and everything. Uh, Philly. So, you know, when Nova win, we win. But for some reason, <laughs> I got that feeling that, you know, Kansas is going to pull this one off. So my head says Kansas. My heart says Villanova. So we'll see how so you got Kansas and Carolina. I got Kansas and, and Carolina playing for for all the marbles. Um, could be a, could be a Villanova – uh, North Carolina rematch. We know what happened last time they faced off in a in a title game. Uh, one of the the more dramatic final seconds, final moments that we've seen in a in a entire tournament. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those joints. You know, like I said, this is the definition of chalk, man. Either of these four teams has a great chance of advancing and pulling off. You know, this whole thing. Uh, Speaking of, man, shout out to St. Peter's, who went on a run, an unprecedented run, the farthest a 15 seed has ever gotten. Um, You know, they've knocked off Kentucky, I believe Murray State, um, Purdue. Uh, They ran up against that buzzsaw in North Carolina, though, and took a 20-point drubbing. But that was enough for Shaheen Holloway, uh, former student athlete at Seton Hall, to get what we call in our in our war room sports chat <laughs> the worst kept secret of of in sports uh Shaheen Holloway has been named the head coach of his alma mater Seton Hall Pirates and he shocked there with you Jim <laughs> nah nah i mean it it seemed like his whole know, tournament was an audition for Seton Hall like people were talking about that even before like nah. Yeah, that's why I say nah. I mean, it's, and it's his alma mater, right? So everybody assumes when you go on a run like that with a 15 that you're going to go somewhere. And, you know, that's your alma mater. So that's like no shock at all. Right. And I think so, he has the ability to build that program up. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a, a Jersey guy. Um, like you said, alma mater, had a great career at Seton Hall. Um, so, you know, we, we know in college sports – it's all about your ability to recruit. 
So if you're trying to recruit that state, his credentials in that particular state lends itself to being able to get talent because it's going to be one of those, you know, real recognized, real players, recognized players type thing. So, you know, shout out to him. Good luck to him. At St. Peter's in four seasons, he went 64 and 54 overall, 44 and 32 in league play. And in 2020, he was the MAC, um, the MAAC coach of the year. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the cherry on top was the run in this year's NCAA tournament where he took 15th seed um, all the way to the final eight. Um, so shout out to him, and we'll see how things go for Shaheen Holloway mm-hmm. uh, at Seton Hall. And some news a little bit closer to home, a uh, friend of ours and friend of the program, uh, Mike Jordan, uh, of formerly of UPenn. Uh, he played at UPenn. I think after he graduated UPenn, he was on the 76ers summer league team. Then he was on the Boston Celtics preseason team. Uh, spent some time overseas in a few leagues, uh, all-star honors and and a few couple of championships. Our homie Mike Jordan will now be the head coach at Lafayette College um, after after nine years as an assistant at Colgate and one year in the middle of that nine years because he did eight at Colgate, did one as an assistant at, at Drexel, and then came back to Colgate for one more year as an assistant before grabbing mm-hmm. this job at Lafayette, man. What's your thoughts on the homie? Uh, getting his job um, well deserved. He put that work in. No, he definitely put the work in, and I'm like very proud of Mike because like Mike comes from my hood. Like I know Mike's block. Like and Mike is. Literally I can say without here. question, Mike. Mike's the most successful person from there. Like if you went there <laughs> in the block that that Mike is from, Doug. Like folks from there don't get these opportunities. But it also goes to show you the power of um hoops. Like right. you don't have to necessarily become like you know um an all time NBA legend for hoops to save your life and. He's a testament to that, but he also puts the work in. Mike is a hard-working dude, man, so I'm, like, very, very proud of him. Um, and it's dope to see, man, the Patriot League, and it's no connection to our, our brother Doc Bay with the Lafayette, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and, you know, it's only it's only up from here, so let's see how things go. Definitely, definitely. Doc Bay, one of the principals here at War Room Sports. As Jimmy said, he went to Lafayette for about a year and a half, Um played on their team before he transferred to, to Howard and, and played on the men's basketball team at HU. So shout out to that connection, man. Definitely shout out to, to the homie Mike. Um, if you guys have listened to the program, you know, for most of the time that we've been on, Mike was on the show one time. We were doing an episode mm-hmm. about um, players from that played overseas. We were just trying to give mm-hmm. – some insight to our listeners about how life is um, when you're balling professionally overseas. So um, I forgot exactly what number that was as far as episodes are concerned, but, you know, if y'all go down the archive list, y'all find that. So we got, we got to call the homie though, have him back on so we can talk about, you mm-hmm. know, this aspect of his journey, the next chapter. So I'll look for that soon. Yeah. Right, we'll give him a call and see what's up. All right, man. So, I mean, you know, that's what happened. That's what's going on in college basketball. But we pretty much got to get to um, the quote of the week, which basically comes from the news of the week. 
Um, it, it's been a very shocking week, uh, to, to say the least. And this is not, you know, because, you know, our, our program is pretty much, we talk about what we want to talk about, sports, entertainment, life, you know, whatever strikes our fancy at the particular time. But our, our quote of the week this week <laughs> comes from what we perceive, and I'm pretty sure unless you've been living under a rock, you know that this is uh, the story of the week in, in any circle, probably all around the globe. So here's our quote of the week, and we have it this week in audio form. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth! I'm going to, okay? So that angry voice that you heard, <laughs> if like I said, if you've been living under a rock or if you've been living on top of the rock and you've heard and, and participated in this conversation all week, if you're tired of hearing about it, Whatever, like I can't say that I'm not, but we have a platform that we need to get ours off. Um, so you know we're gonna do what we gotta do. But that angry voice you heard was that of Will Smith at the Oscars, and that quote of the week comes right after Will Smith walks off the Oscar stage after walking onto the Oscar stage unauthorized to slap comedian Chris Rock in the face. He slapped him in the face for making a joke about his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith's hair, basically saying to her, um, Jada, G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. Now, you know, there's been think pieces written all week about this. There's been social media conversation. There's been defense of the Smith clan, there's been defense of the rock side of things. Um, this has been one of the most polarizing issues of the year. We're going to go ahead and, you know, like everybody else called this Slapgate. Um, the conversation is stemmed, Jim, around, like, why Will was so angry, why he was angry enough to go so far out of his character in a place like, you know, where he was, a, a space, I might add, that I might not agree with the fact that black people have been kind of begging to be in this space, a part of this space for decades. Um, recently, just as recently as a few years ago with the hashtag Oscar So White, with Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith themselves boycotting because they felt Will was snubbed for a nomination. Um, a space that, you know, we as black people, or they as black people have been begging to get into so much, like, will kind of sullied up the space on a night where his career was being recognized for reaching. Why was, why was Will so mad, uh, Jim? <laughs> what the, Man, what this, the this, It's funny because this whole thing, this whole thing lasted probably <clears throat> 25, 30 seconds, but it's so it's so complex. There's so many things here, and I really haven't said anything about it online other than getting me a meme off because I'm going to do that regardless. But, um, it's, man, it's, it's, I don't even know where to start with this. But the one thing I will say is the one thing that has driven me crazy outside of the, uh, you know, 2,000-word think pieces is how people speak in just complete facts, like, 
he did it right. because of this, or he didn't do it because of this, or and another thing that's driving me crazy is the whole August Alcina thing. Like he ain't smack him. First of all, we don't know what he did. That's the first thing, right? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what happened between them two. And then second of all, he might have smashed. One him. thing I recognize in real rough. I recognize in life is <laughs> people, people's everybody's marriage is different, right? There's mm-hmm. probably certain things that you do in your marriage that I don't do with mine, and vice versa. Like everybody's marriage is different. If he's okay. <laughs> with, you know, sharing his wife sexually with someone else. How can I, that has nothing to do with this, right? So, but that, that, yeah. that's the part that drives me crazy, too. Like, everybody knows, like, it's been a thing in my favorite voice, but everybody knows um, that the whole idea of them and their open relationship has been a thing. And yeah. it's also kind of effed up, right? Because um, a lot of the vitriol that goes towards Will is really because people hate Jada. The branding, too, what her brand is versus what his brand is. Um, because she wasn't the only one smashing other folks. Like my man was out here yeah. smashing Charlie Steron and having her on his arm, but no one cares. Right? But anyway, that's that that's that's that whole side story. But I wanna start by saying this. Um I cannot condone getting up and smacking another black. Man. I just can't. Like I'd be a hypocrite. I'd be yeah. a hypocrite, right? So there's no there's no excuse. I wanna start by saying first and foremost, there's no excuse for him doing that. The whole idea of him protecting his wife, I get all that, but like, I think that protecting your wife, but I think that protecting your wife, um, might be understanding that you can't do that. That's it's deeper. Like when you talk about protecting your wife, it's not just from a physical standpoint; it's from an emotional and a mental standpoint, and also not bringing that kind of attention to your wife. So when people say protect your wife, you protect her by keeping your cool. And then you check him, you know. And I understand that you know public disrespect is public that, so I don't buy that whole aspect of it. Um, I saw footage today that you shared with me where she seemed to be thinking it was a, a, a ruse too. She didn't think it was serious at first. Right. So right. that whole idea of like him, so that that kind of like threw a wrench in that. I think that honestly, I think, and, and this comes from someone. I'm a huge Will Smith fan, but what makes this difficult for me? Right. He's 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 homeboy, man. He's he's closest See, I'm thing, a, but I'm a huge to celebrity family also, that you don't know. You know what I mean? I also am a huge Chris Rock fan, right? And it's weird right. because like Chris Rock is probably in my top five, like literally. So I, I know that, you know, knowing you, I know that. So, yeah. So it's like this is this is difficult for me because, but I like I, I I mess with both dudes. But one thing I will say is, reading Will's book gives me completely different insight into this, and I'm pretty sure. I mean, I know a lot of people read it. It's the New York Times bestseller. But literally, I went back and, and looked. Gonna literally, be, the it's going to be a bestseller two times over after Sunday. Listen, so literally, the first sentence in the book is him saying how all my life I felt like a coward because I wasn't able to defend my mind. It's the first sentence in the book, right? And it's a constant theme throughout the book. And then when I when I when I think about that, and I think about him, now I was joking with you. I was like, yo, I think he might have still been in character. He might. I'm surprised he didn't scream what he screamed in his Richard Williams voice. Um. <laughs> I think my dude had a mental breakdown. I think that and all the think pieces and all the different things about him, I think he really just had a mental breakdown. Um, yeah. And it, it, what makes at, me think at about the worst possible time, because for real, for real, that night was going to be culminated with a celebration of you. And just like Denzel told him when he was trying to calm him down afterwards, like at your mm-hmm. highest moment, that's when the devil comes for you. Some people took that the wrong way. He wasn't talking about the devil in the form of Chris Rock. He talking about no, he's talking you, about you. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. What, what what you decided to do in that situation, like the devil pretty much inside of you, inside of all of us. 
But um, yeah, why my man Denzel come with the bars? Like Denzel always got the uh, always. Everybody <laughs> talk about how Denzel come with the uh, the bars. Like you know, he's a wise oracle. But anyway, yeah, he, um, he, he's 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 the, so, he's the king, king of Black Hollywood. <laughs> you gotta listen so, to so Denzel. To me, to me, this this whole thing about this is actually sad. I feel sad for both parties. I feel sad for Chris Rock because this is going to be part of his brand forever, and I feel sad for Will because, like you just said, he ruined the moment because I thought about this. I, I would say, yo, I remember I was joking with y'all. I said, yo, that's beyond white privilege. That's real privilege. You can smack somebody. They're going to take you. Yeah. Like, you, I'm going to sit here and wait for my word. Like Icon, idea, privilege. Right yo, he's reached a level that, honestly, I don't know if anybody else has. I know for a fact no black man has, but I don't know if anybody has because I was thinking about it. How many people have gotten the critical acclaim that comes with an Oscar, but also has have been the biggest box office stars? Office. Those things aren't yeah. usually he's the same. Mixed them, right? He's mixed them, and that and that just doesn't first, you, usually get mixed. That never happens. And then you add on top of that, you're the first hip hop act with a Grammy, and you just wrote your first book, and you're like the, one of the biggest selling books of all time. Like you literally succeeded at everything. But then it made me think about this. I watched an interview with his sister. You know, they ran up on this whole family at this point. Mm-hmm. She said something that, you know, made me, made me think about this whole thing. She said that. She said he said she thinks he lost it, but she said that in talking to him, like, he, some of the things that he has to put up with or deal with in being Will Smith, she was like, it makes her feel sorry for him, even though he has the success that he has. And for her to say that, I'm like, damn. And I feel like, this whole thing, you said out of character. I think that's part of it. Like, the person, Will Smith, who's like, you know, that Will Smith in front of us is a character. My guy lost it. Look at his eyes when he's yelling at him. He looks possessed. Yeah. Like, just, like there's no way he really recognized in the moment what he was doing or where he was. Right. I mean, and, and that's why for me, like, I, I haven't read the book yet, but speaking to you about some of the excerpts um, from the book, like, it was much deeper than what you know, the people that's defending Will are are really out there trying to say. Like, people just out there with the simple, I'm saying, he, he, he don't play about his wife. You got to protect black women. You got to protect your wife at all costs, this and that. <laughs> like, it was so much more involved in that. And even if stuff like, you know, this August Alcina stuff, you know, has anything to do with Will's psyche. Because, yeah, it, it was true. What you're saying is 100% true about, you know, them having an open marriage or whatever it was, because we heard about that way before we started to hear names so of actual that people. Fucking two thousand five, like that's but the beginning. I think the difference in that was the fact that that became an embarrassing situation because Young Bo was out there running his mouth. I don't think anybody was ever supposed yeah. to learn about August Al- Alcina, and you know the fact that he's Jaden's homeboy made the situation even that much more like weird. But mm-hmm. the fact that he was out there running his mouth and he made it public, he made Will, you know, because everything they do in their life, because they're about to do one for this, everything ends up being on the red table. So, you know, in the, in the Smith's effort to be so transparent with their fans, like they had to address it. So even though this is what we do, it might be kind of embarrassing that you guys found out about him that way who he is, and all that kind of stuff. And then you came out, you know, you had the situation where Jada was pretty much saying Will didn't satisfy her in the bed, and their marriage was on the rocks, and all of this kind of stuff. Just a lot of embarrassing stuff that they themselves 
tell to everybody. So I think all of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff adds up with everything else he's felt in his life. Like you said, feeling like being a coward for not, you know, being able to protect, to defend. I think it all bubbled up in that moment. And that's why a lot of people out there, fair or unfairly, you know, have been blaming Jada for this whole situation where, you know, that new angle shows me, like, I don't think Jada was I, yo, I, but that, cool that with to him me, doing what he is, did, but she's being a wife, I'm not so the, she's not going to publicly be like, Will wild out, he he was tripping, because the new angle <laughs> shows did, that me that she funny. thought it was a joke. The, but the I, I think that's kind of unfair, too. Like, even with, even with the whole thing, right? <clears throat> Now she got with a young boy that ran his mouth, and they, they allegedly they've been doing this for a while. In fact, there's like, there's like, and in fact, in, in the book, kind of alludes to like different chicks that you know what I'm saying that he had during during their marriage. Because one of the things he said about it is they had a conversation, and in that conversation, what marriage means to them is not just what marriage means to everybody else. Like, so they have a, a unified family front, but they're gonna basically go do whatever they want to do. But right. the family still comes. It's almost like a mafia type thing. But at, at some point, that's where, with the stuff that they put out most recent, it seems like whatever they were doing, it wasn't working. Because, you know, she's out here admitting to people on you know publicly that he's not satisfying me. And Will was like, you know, at one point, it seemed like they hated each other and all of this kind of stuff. So I don't know where that all stemmed from, Jim. But, like, well, but when, when all of that stuff that, does bubble up, like... That. They don't really have anybody to blame but themselves because it's not our business until they make it our business. You know what I mean? Yeah, but my whole thing is, like, I get that. I get that. But my whole thing is, to me, like, the it's just like the, the matter of factness of how, well, you ain't do this to that person. You ain't, like, no one knows what he did to anybody. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, yeah. that's the part oh, that yeah. bothers me. I'm like, yo, like. Well, a lot of the conversations around and it bothered me this week because everybody claims, you know, like you said, everybody's speaking from a place of fact. <laughs> and then and that, you know, narratives that, that, were created and followed when there was no facts to back up these narratives. That's crazy. That bothers me to no end. And, I mean, I, I've been – I won't say a situation like this, but I've been in a situation where – I'll tell you a true story where I was out with my wife and, and a, a, a dude, um, a Yakubian gentleman, like, raised his voice. And my wife and I was I just went black. But what happened in that moment and I've seen people take this narrative too, because but this actually happened in the moment. She'll tell you, like, mm-hmm. she grabbed me and calmed me down, like, you got too much to lose. What the fuck is wrong? And I was cussing him out. This I gripped him up and he was an older white dude. Like I probably could have killed this dude. I gripped him up and she grabbed me and like protected me for myself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and I think and I think a lot of women would do that because it's like even though you're defending my honor, like, don't lose. Like, if, if if you beat this dude up, go to jail, kill this dude by mistake, yeah. and really, really go to jail, then it's like, you know, how much are you protecting her because now she's by herself? So it's but like that's exactly the point, a but, good woman yeah. like that, and I'm not, this is no shots at Jada, even though everybody's been taking shots at her all week. In that situation, a good woman would be like, yo, yo, chill. Like, it's not worth it. But you that's why, these but are that's just some why. words. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's funny because in my in, in this whole thing, I find myself somewhat defending her, and I don't know why. I'm, because I just feel like in this whole thing, she's getting a bad rap, right? She didn't get up there and smack the ball now. And then, especially you show me what she showed me, she thought it was a bit. Right. But but and this is I was talking to somebody about it today, Jim. Even if 
everything that went through his mind was about her. Even if this was him trying to, you know, actually ended up looking like a simp, trying not to look like a simp, because, you know, everybody talks about, they talk about the August dude. They talk about how she wishes he was Tupac and all this stuff that people say about the Smiths at all times. If you feel inadequate, you know, she said the boy, you know, his, his, his bed game wasn't like that no more. But if any way, if any of this stems Even that, even that, don't, and the funny thing about that whole narrative, that wasn't even her exact words. Right. Like, I, 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 and, and I don't even care. She, like, she, said, know, she, people, said they weren't, she said they weren't clicking because they were having issues in their relationship, which is true. In their true. relationship, like, I understand, which like, is true with everybody. Yeah, so, right. But, right. People, but people take that and it's like, yo, he ain't satisfying. I'm like... But the thing is, people hate her, yo. People really do. Hate I know, her. I and, like and, that's, and that's to my point. Like, even if any of this stuff was true, and his mental issues that he's obviously having right now stems, you know, toward Jada in any way whatsoever, it still wasn't her that forced him to get up in the middle of the Oscars, walk on stage, slap the shit out of somebody, and sit down <laughs> like nothing happened. Like, she didn't I don't make think, him do that. So I don't, you know, the people that I don't got think, their, their, their scopes aimed at her, it's weird to me. <clears throat> in my opinion, in my opinion, this whole thing had nothing to do with her. I know that sounds crazy. But mm-hmm. even when you see him after he sits back in the seat, you see him, like, put his chest out. Like, he was feeling himself. Like, so, so do you think it had you know, anything to about, do with Chris? I mean, because we know Chris... He, he he shot some jokes their way before um, the 2016 Oscars when when they were boycotting. I mean, I'd happen to think that joke was hilarious, <laughs> but like he shot that at them before, and that's kind of like what Jada looked like when when he when he hit her with the GI Jane. She just rolled her eyes. Like here them. you go again. Oh, here we go again. But like, what happened in that split second when they do not show them on camera? That may will snap because the biggest part, the biggest part of this, them that, that you know, when people were doing all this defending and and will, you know, defending his wife and protecting his woman, early in the week, my whole thing was, yo, Will was cracking up at the joke at first. So what happened in that yeah. split second that the camera went off of him and he blacked out? Because he was cracking. He went up. back into he, he went back into character. But was it was that the situation? Like, because everybody want to blame Jada, but was it the situation where he felt in his own heart that he looked like a sucker? Because Probably. I'm cracking up. I look over at her. She don't look too happy. <laughs> I feel like a sucker for laughing. So to get this heat yeah, off like, of me, I'm, I'm gonna have to go up here and do something. <laughs> <great>. <laughs> he probably said, "Oh, the, here he go again." Like he probably thought about it, like it's from 2016. Like, but I just it's feel like ball. he's getting a bad rap. I feel like she's getting it back. I think, I think honestly, my man just lost it. He lost it in front of the world, which is always difficult. Like, you lost it in front of the world. And it got to the point where I was telling y'all, like, I was watching the district attorney in Philadelphia in a press conference talking about crime in the city. We got all kinds of murders in the city. And the first question the media asked him is, what do you think about Will and Chris? I was like, yo, this is too far, yo. Yeah, it's too this much. Is, this is way too far. It, it, this is a city with, like, 550-something murders last yeah, year. Yeah, and I'm like, they asked him about that. I did. What about you know, Will and Chris? Lie. During a trading day, I put on CNBC to see what the market is doing, and they talk about Will and Chris. I'm like, what's the S&P doing? I can't find out because Will, all they talk about is Will. I'm like, it's, it's – then I go, listen, this is real talk. I cut on the sports shows. I'm like, all right, well, you know, they may touch on it, but they ain't going to talk about it. They try to literally make it a sports angle. 
how they made the sports angle, I was dying. They said, well, he was playing Richard Williams, the father of Serena oh, and Venus, the greatest tennis players ever. And then they brought it back on the sports angle the next day because of Kareem. Kareem, the legendary Laker, wrote a thing piece. So I'm like, they keep trying to make this sports, even on the sports station. I said, so this right. has become part of pop culture. It's stuck with sports See, gentlemen. But and that's, Jesse, that, that's what we've always said, though, for the past 11 and a half years. Like, when you own the company, you don't have to do that. We say this, what the hell we going to talk about? This is what we going to talk about. If y'all tuned in to hear sports, yeah. we apologize because we know y'all – done that for the last 11 years or so but you know this is what we feel like talking yeah, the way, about. we, the gotta, way was we like gotta dress crazy. it up and, and try to make it seem like yeah but I, I saw a clip of um um Shannon Sharp going in about the whole thing um but let me ask yeah. you this let me ask you this and we got um B Austin on the line uh now too what up B um so let me ask you brothers this let's go back to the joke because you know I see a lot of people um, a lot of feminists out there, a lot of, you know, dudes who seem like they're trying to get points with, with women, <laughs> talking about, you know, how he deserved this because of the joke. The joke was really personal, was really insulting, this and that. Do y'all think this joke was as bad as people are trying to make it? Um, because it, it stems around the whole absolutely. thing with Jada having alopecia. First of all, because all you people out there watch Red Table Talk, wait a minute, because all you people out there watch Red Table Talk and you know every aspect of their lives, because even me, I, I, I've probably seen a couple episodes just on demand when people say, yo, you got to listen to this. But I don't really know as much, as, as transparent as they are, I don't know everything about their lives. So I think the people who do thinks everybody else is supposed to know. If you take, you know, if you go on, like, I think a lot of people are even faking after Sunday, acting like that they already knew this because they jumped on the narrative <laughs> that this joke was so bad because Jada suffers from alopecia. But do you, but do you guys think, think the joke, joke was, was as bad as they try to make it? I think the joke wasn't funny. He should have been smacked for the no the joke. Being the joke, funny, the joke was bad because it wasn't funny. Jim, exact Not same thing it was I told, exact same thing I told my wife. I was like, if anything, um, the joke was kind of lame. It was easy. Like any of us, Chris Rock yeah, is a brilliant yo. comedian, and he had to dig nowhere to get that. Any of us could have yeah, made that, that, that joke that was, off that, the cuff. That, that, that's how I know. Yo, that's I also how I know. But, but, right, but, right but what's, even, what's even worse is he didn't even write the joke. The joke, they have writers, and they well, gave him but, the but joke. I, but, and but, if I'm Chris, writer, but they've also if I'm Chris said it Rock, was off the cuff. Listen, listen B. Before you go off okay. on that tangent, they said it was off the cuff. They said they didn't write that. So it was oh, just, they did. Okay. He, it was, yeah, yeah, he was he was freestyling. He was freestyling. He was freestyling. And he took the, the low-hanging fruit because the joke was corny. He took the low-hanging fruit. You know? Listen, man, every uh, because we're a sports show, and I choose to relate this to sports, not because we have to, we just blew a layup. I mean, LeBron blows plenty of layups. He's still <laughs> sixth greatest of all time. So – he just blew a, he just blew a layup. I, 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 got, I got so many bars for so many people on this. Like, I don't even know where to begin. First of all, let me just go ahead and acknowledge and get this out of the way. And I'm not going to speak for y'all brothers, but hopefully y'all being my brothers, y'all speak up for yourselves. I, personally, I'm married. I'm a great father. I'm a great husband. You but I'm not necessarily. That. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> necessarily mature. I'm not necessarily mature enough 
not to go on the Internet and post a whole bunch of memes of August Alcina. And so first and foremost, I'll get that out of the way. For any of our listeners who saw my social media activity over the last 72 hours, yes, it was a paradox because I went in on a positive note. I went in on an intellectual note, but I started off just posting memes of August Alcina and just making a whole joke of this because when things are that when things are so bad you have to just make a joke and the reason that I feel things are so bad is because Jada Smith is a complete and utter trollop she is a complete <laughs> and utter trollop that's why I disagree trollop. that's why I disagree like, that's why I disagree like Corey Holcomb and if you guys yeah, look up Corey see, Holcomb that's... talking about this whole thing he was killing Jada yeah, yo, Corey Holcomb, Corey Holcomb went go, in go and, ahead, then, and then cop the police because he didn't want to tell you back to But hold on. Go now. ahead and explain how it's okay for her to uh, smash buns with the young boy. But go ahead. And, I, and it's not, I'm not trying to explain I'm that, but what I'm saying them. is if he, don't, if he don't have a problem with it, why do I care? That's my whole thing. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not, that's I'm not their knocking, marriage. I'm not, knocking, I'm not knocking them. But see, listen, you, get, you, you jump too quick, young Padawan. I'm not knocking them for having an open relationship or open marriage. I'm knocking them because the trollop knew this young boy when he was like six or seven years old. Yo, you can smash right. any random eggplant you want. Why would you smash well, he, your children's homie? Why would you smash, smash him when he was home? under? Master question. Did you smash him when he was under? It don't matter. It don't matter. Jimmy, 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 you ain't going to win this one. I'm asking you a question. Like, I'm not trying to win anything. I don't know at what age he started smashing me. I don't know. No, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I think that in this whole situation, she gets a bad rap, right? I'm not the biggest fan of hers, but at the end of the day, like, all this has nothing to do with him running on stage and smacking his dude. Like he, he didn't run up. No, no, it, uh, no, no you're you're that. absolutely right. I, I said I got smoke for everybody. It doesn't. It's it's unrelated because he smacked Chris Rock and it had nothing to do with defending his wife and everything to do with his fragile, bruised, shattered ego and his want to flex and show that you know I'm Will Smith. I can jump up and smack. Will Smith would not have done that to any of the three of us. I'm confident in saying that. I mean, I see, I see, but that's what he I'm saying. Like, that. all these things and speaking in facts. I can't speak in facts on anything. I don't know what he would have done to anybody. But all I'm saying is all we know is what happened. Not Jimmy, what he Jimmy, he going to smack. Will Smith going to run up he on did. you and smack you? Catch the might, but he like he's going to smack back, but I'm not going to say he ain't going to do it. No, well, first off, I'm not going to put my hand behind my back. But what I'm saying is who am I to say that he won't do it? There's there, there <laughs> documented. There's documented proof that that wasn't the first person he ran up on and smacked. There's a lot of folks that he ran up on and smacked. Right. Let's he's let's keep up. it a buck. He, like, he, yeah, he jumped. When he, he jumped making, out there. When he was making you, parents you look understand, at, a lot of folks. Are, if you, in fact, if you look at his targets and the people he smacks, they don't have the same. Pro, they don't. They have a certain profile. Let's just say that. They have not a true at all, man. People, Some of your favorite gangster rappers got smacked on tour. Like, let's keep it a buck. These are these are by by by, by Willie. By yes, Willie. By Willie. Abso- absolutely. No, I, by Willie. I ain't know that. I ain't know none of that. Listen, listen, bro. It's like a, first of all, it's a, it's a it's a whole it's a whole thing. Right, yeah, again, it's you know it's a whole chapter in the book about folks that got smacked. Now a lot of it has to do with because of who he runs with. You know what I'm mean, saying? He that's, the book, that's why I was laughing. I, mean, I can but, say but I'm that's why, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is no. What I'm saying is it's been co-signed by others. Uh, post book. 
Um, and that's why that's why I was laughing even when Corey Holcomb went in. He was like, I know the brothers you roll with, and I ain't want to smoke with y'all. But I'm just, he even said, he even. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, because, I mean, you know Charlie Mack first out the limo. I wouldn't even bring the brother's name up. Listen, that brother, his his smack numbers are even higher than Will. But that's either him or there. But that's not the good thing. His smack numbers is in the stratosphere, but but he probably is one of the reasons Will would ever feel comfortable because well, that's what I was saying. Of who Absolutely. He. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, yeah. so he but what I'm saying is he has smack folks, but he smacks folks with his man next to him and you know, so but, but that has nothing to do with it. My bottom my bottom line is I feel like she's getting yeah. beat up in this and she, Yo, it's let's get back. Her. Yeah, let's get back to let's get back to her because it, but even, even my point is my, my, my point because you, 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 you came back at me like I had an issue with her having an open marriage or open relationship. That's their business. You're absolutely right. I don't have no issue with that. I mean, it ain't for me, but so, if that's what they want to do, what I'm, that's it, cool. But that's swinger, my whole point. It's not for me either because I'm a, I'm a jealous dude. I'm way too jealous for that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Thing no, is, no, but they, they swing it. But if he why don't have no are dudes, you praying? Dudes, why are you praying on your kids, homies? And what age did you start feeling attraction for? When he got a little hair on his on his testicles? When he got a little? When he had a little puberty? What? When did this start happening? <laughs> Yo, of all the eggplant that you could have had and gone after, that's Bro, the eggplant. I can't answer any. No, I can't man. answer any of those. And, and then, no, and then the whole thing of. Then the whole thing no, of Will ain't smack him. How do we know who Will smacked and didn't smack? That's another thing. How do we know he didn't do anything to the ball? Charlie Mack wasn't standing next to him. He didn't smack that ball. But how do we know? But how do we know what he did or didn't do? I'm not saying he did or didn't. I'm just, I don't know. What I'm saying is, I just the, the whole thing with this whole thing, um, that whole narrative is crazy to me. Like people speaking in facts about this, that, and the third. Like, no, it's not. Know. It's not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not speaking in facts in terms of this. I'm. I'm starting with the bigger piece as a father, and as a a a protector of black children and youth. I have an issue with her imposing her lifestyle on a even, a young man. B, but even her so, children's home. from all the stuff but, that they went through personally and publicly about that, um. I don't think just because they had an open marriage that he was okay with that, though. From all indications from no, everything that I wasn't. saw and read, he didn't seem she okay demanded. with Bull. Like I said, Young Bull had loose lips. Um, he even I made that disrespectful me, song with Rick Ross after the whole thing called Entanglement. To me, <laughs> I think it really to me, now he probably smacked the shit out. He just put him on your smack list. So... <laughs> Uh, I, I, I think I think, and there was rumors that he did get smacked, that, but but that's a, but I don't know whether he did or not. It could have just been rumors, because so, so that could have been a Will Smith fan making that up. But once it's on the internet, it's on the internet. But the thing is, to me, and again, this comes from like I tell you, when you read the book, you get a whole different perspective on this. His thing, the August thing, wasn't that August was smashing. It's like he didn't care less about that. It was that because I told you, it's, it's kind of weird the way he describes it. It's almost like it's almost mafioso, like like you do what you do, I do what I do, but everything is to protect the family. He wasn't mad at her because she was smashing boy, who the boy was and all that. He was mad at her because you put trust in someone that put a dent into the family. Like, I'm smack because his list is crazy. He got all the, all the little Latina chicks that was his co-star. And they quiet. Them, but, and boy out but there. They quiet but that's the thing. Right? When but they you bang your, your young boy, that's what you, you risk. You know what I'm saying? You he wasn't mad. He wasn't mad that. Boy on some joke. I bang Will Smith's wife. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't mad that. 
you let Boa smell your back shot win, he was mad that <laughs> Boa ran his mouth. <laughs> All right, but we spent too much time on that, man. Let's go back to what happened, man. Like, and that's my I, point I want you to, like, 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 well, yeah, forget, yeah, like, this joke, specifically the whole alopecia thing. First, first, and I can't speak for him because he hasn't put out a statement, he hasn't said anything, but I, I will, I would unequivocally bet that Chris Rock did not know that. Jada was suffering from alopecia. You know what I'm saying? Because we've seen a lot of women, black women included, who who wears that hairstyle by choice. And some people, including Jada, can really pull it off. I happen to be one who think this is her best look. Personally. Yo, I ain't gonna lie. I've never been a fire. Big Jada look fire with that. Right. I've never been a big Yo, Jada fan. I always man. describe Jada as like cute. And you know if a dude describes you as cute, that's not necessarily a good thing. I never thought she was sexy. I never thought she was this, that. This is her best look to me. Maybe it's Yo, the yeah, look. Yo, yeah, she definitely looks fire. Maybe it's the look in addition to, you know, she got, you know, she looks more mature now because she's older. Like, it might all mm-hmm. have something to do with it. But there's a lot of people going around, and this <laughs> alopecia has become the, the buzzword. I know somebody with alopecia. She's, and, and you know, she wears her hair the same way. She's she's gone out this week because of this and talked about how offensive that she thinks it is. And I'm running the risk of, you know, if, if people that I know are listening, they're probably not going to like what I'm about to say. But I really think Don't people say it, bro. have Leave gone – no I, no, I got to, though. I think people have gone overboard with this because – I mean, if you look at social media, the way people are talking about alopecia and how offensive the joke was, like you would think it's some debil- debilitating disease, like cancer and this you and that. You would think like, that she's a people cancer have made, patient. People have made AIDS joke about Magic Johnson for decades. Maybe it was more comfortable once, like, okay, five years passed, ten years passed. It don't look like this nigga going to die. He's gaining weight. Maybe people got more comfortable in, in, in that. But we've heard people talk about, you know, way more serious things than 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 alopecia. I'm not I'm not dismissing how anybody with it may feel insecure, how you know, how they may feel in in the moment. It's almost I guess it's more of a I guess it's more of a serious it's more serious than I guess male pattern baldness but it's kind of along the same lines because a lot of men feel real insecure about that too funny part about it there was a joke made the same night from Regina Hall about LeBron James saying how Space Jam 2 should have won for best special effects because they made it look like LeBron James had a hairline (laughs) funny joke right she's a slasher I'm joking. <laughs> yo, but, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, so, though. Right? So that's not that. Um, I'm not dismissing it, Jim. I didn't get this off, so people are like, yo, that's crazy. Yo, man. People, I'm not dismissing it. It, 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 it goes down. But it no, just, it not, seems not, like people are It's kind of like, what, last thing, I swear, y'all, I ain't going to keep gunning. Last thing. It, it, to me, what I, what I kind of liken it to is something that we talked about last week when people kind of they try to equate the LGBTQ rights movement with the civil rights movement. Like, alopecia is one thing, 
And it's a struggle. It's definitely a struggle for people who have it. But you're not going to die from that. So where do we get to a point where a comedian can't make a joke? And my whole point of saying this is I think the joke is fair whether he knew or not, but I don't think he knew. All right, but let you know me let me say this though. Let me let me let me fair. let me. And I kind of I kind of expressed this in our group chat. I was like, the one thing I will say is, I still think it's different for a woman than a man, because so much of I mean I mean you know the, the, the whole uh, funny thing about this is Chris Rock actually made a whole documentary about that, about women and their feelings of hair. Um, it's called Good Hair for those that haven't seen it. You know, pretty good doc. But the whole doc is about how women how they their femininity is tied to their hair in a lot of ways. Um, so I do think it's a little different. I would say and that. it was a comedy doc, but, though. He was still making light of it but, for the people to try to, because people have been using that yeah. too. I'm like, don't act like Chris was just super duper serious the whole time. But but here here I mean, here's here's the one thing I thought about. And this I know I've been thinking about this way too much, and I'm like, yo, I'm not thinking about it or looking at anything to do with it anymore. I was sitting there thinking about what if she does have cancer, yo? Like what what if she does and we just don't know. Right. And that's why he snapped that way. Oh, man, Chad, my man, about that? Chad. And that, that definitely could be. That's exactly that what I thought it would be, off. And I thought about that. that yo, could be yo, folks was cooking him. But folks then it's like, yo. Right. But then, but but it's the same thing. It's like, you know, okay, how do I know that? Like, I understand. Like, You don't know. Will Smith made an ass but, of himself on Sunday night. Because, he did. first of all, I think the screaming did way more than the actual slap. I think the slap, like Chris Rock still made a joke after the slap. So I don't think it like hurt him. It probably was one of those things where Chris was like, damn, Will playing, but he playing a little rough. That hurt a little bit. And then when he sat down he and shot. started he cursing at him, then the, then the smack hurt a little more because that's when you know the smack was serious. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I see this with my kids all the time. Like if I'm playing with, with my son, and we're wrestling, and I'm, hit, I'm punching him. I'm hitting him hard. He's laughing the whole time. If he knows I'm serious, if he's getting in trouble and I grip him up the same way I gripped him up when we were wrestling, he'll start crying because he knows it's serious, not because it really hurts. So that's what I kind of think with Chris Rock. Like, he thought it was a joke, even though he probably was like, yo, Will, slap me kind of hard. And then as soon as he starts Let cursing, he's like, oh, you serious? <laughs> Oh, I do. I do want to say this. I know some folks didn't hear what Will said when he sat down. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to. Okay. He he sound angry. And the reason Chris said I'm going to because that was the second time he screamed that at him. So he knows at that point. All right, this dude is serious. So that that goes back to my point. Like, why couldn't Will, in this moment, instead of trying to look like you know some super tough guy. He could have gave Chris the, the signal, you know, the, the throat slash, like, chill, you know, chill out. He could have even said, like, without without all the profanity, he could have been like, Chris, like, chill, man. Seriously, you're out of line right now. And I don't think I Chris just, Rock is going to be I like, just, I, think you lost will. I, I said what I said. Yeah, right. No, he, he definitely lost no, it because yeah, there was a way kind of to handle this and not put yourself in jeopardy of being, you know, banned. From the academy, banned from the awards, yeah, possibly, yeah, possibly getting what you worked for your whole life taken away from you. Like, yeah, he lost it, man. Like sometimes it happens. It just so happens that my man lost it in the, in front of the entire world, and that's what's most. Yeah. That's why I said this whole thing for me got me feeling sorry for him, just because he had a breakdown, yeah. but he had his breakdown in front of the world. <laughs> Some people have their breakdown with nobody to see. You did it in front of the world, and I think it, I don't think it. 
like, you know, it's not even about Jade. I think it's about just like this whole persona, persona of having to always be Will Smith, the clean cut guy. Like, this guy, it's like he lost it. Like, yeah, Kev said Will really didn't drop F bombs where he'd be good. And I agree with that because yeah, you could've, I, he could have realized what he did and still passed this off as a joke had he not went to his seat and screamed the way he did. Because he could have just he played, oh, my rage, back, I didn't mean to hit you that hard. I was just joking. I was just playing. But let's around. just, let's, you know, that's how you get, you, get, you get Olivia a Pope to come out and put a whole campaign like, yo, Jada, Jada um, has a form of cancer. And you don't want to put that on right. anybody, though. But I'm just saying, hey, if, if that hey, happened, though, bro, watch, just the, watch, every, watch all the live, things change. She just live another 40 years with it, like magic. So, Yo, watch know, all the magic game. Really it's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you a question. If that, if that did happen, would you understand it like differently? I, no, I still, I still don't think there's a, a, a situation where you run up on stage at the Oscars and smack somebody. I, I don't see a situation like that. Listen, that's I, why I started this thing off. Like, I can't condone that at all because, like, one I, of the things, like, when I'm talking to you, not even just condoning. Like, I can't know, even see a situation where that happens. You, I still, you, uh, like you, Jim, I'm in shock that I saw it. Like, yo, did yeah, that I am too. Like, this, this is a this is a life lesson. You look man. real like, soft, yo. You can try to look tough. Have, you look soft and simple. You, you can have 40 years of like, you know, certain behavior, or excellent work, and you make one decision, one split decision, and you know. It can just change the way you're looked at forever. Like it is what it is, man. Like and you know, as a black man, you don't get the opportunities to kind of like rebuild. It's like you know, although right. he is Will Smith, but he has Will privilege. And that sentence you just said goes to what uh, Skyview just put in the chat. He said Harvey Weinstein still has his Oscars. That's that's from that's a quote from Jamel Hill. But like Jim just said, as a black man, first of all, this is a place. They don't even really want us. This is a place that we had to force ourselves into, you know, a few years ago. But I do. With a campaign that hey, embarrassed them that. so much that they just start giving us Oscars the next year. But I do <laughs> like, got to say this, though, to that point, too. Y'all, a lot of, not a lot of, another, another narrative that drove me crazy this week is like, well, look, look how they, look how they think about it. This is why they think about us this, that, and the third. Listen, man. Yo, why do y'all still care what they think about us, yo? Yo, y'all, See, y'all no. are really chill with that. But that, and that's that, why I that keep bringing up the fact that yo, the, uh, we the respectability, AKA the respectability, they, respectability, respectability politics, politics yo, don't work, B. We, aka, aka, they forced our way into this space. I always, I always used to say, like, I don't understand why when we're, you know, if they don't want you in a space, why are we trying so hard? To fit in. And when I say, personally, I don't know about a lot of other people when they talk about this. When I say there's no way Will should have acted like this in that spot, for me, that spot is not in a white in white people's house. That spot is just in the I mean, fire, period. Yo, like that could my, have been yo, the BET Awards. Yo, you don't you go up and that. slap another black man in his face at the BET Awards. Even though we know he's happen at the Source Awards all the time. You don't do that <laughs> in any public space. I don't care if it's a black space. I don't even think, I don't think public. I think, it's, I, think, I think even in a private space, be like, we got to be able to disagree. Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. But I'm, I'm only saying in a public space because, like, you're just, like, that's, in, how embarrassing is that? You know what I'm saying? We can't be yeah. doing that to each other. Like, if it's just the two of us sitting out here watching a game and we argue, and then you, you so, smack so me really, over the game, even about, like, it's it going to be issues between us. But at least it wasn't in front of a bunch of people. 
So we can deal with this on our own. Now, it's like <laughs> a lot of people are saying, like, Chris Rock, Chris Rock got to wear that forever. That's going to be on the Internet forever. That's sad. He, he got to wear Yo, that. Chris Rock, Chris Rock. Even when Will get his apologies off and everybody forgives Will. When Will gets forgiven and, you know, nothing, there's no ramifications for it, and Chris Rock forgives him, you still got to wear that. You still, you still got to hear yeah. about it. I mean, you're a comedian, so you got a way to flip it. But you're going to get tired of flipping it, and maybe one day you're going <laughs> to snap and slap somebody because you're tired of flipping this embarrassing he, he moment a, that people heckler, won't stop He had a heckler about. last night. He had a heckler <laughs> last night, and he kind of made a joke. He said, well, let me guess. You're going to pull a gun out. That's how I'm always doing. Like, he made a joke about it. <laughs> but, hey, and he got to. He got to be quick with it <laughs> about this whole thing. But um, I just can't wait right, to so, see. I can't wait to see what the god Dave Chappelle is in his in his lab writing right now. You know he's writing some some fire. All right, so he's gonna have give a take me you have a take we ain't heard yet. Give me y'all thought on the speech because I thought the speech when he did win the Oscar was a little bit bush league because it seemed like he kind of used um um the Williams sister's dad. What's his first name? Robert. What's his name? Richard. Richard. He kind of used Richard Williams and the character that he played seemingly to kind of justify what he just did on stage. Even though he apologized to the Academy in the speech, you know, he started off talking about how Richard Williams is a protector of his family. So you knew where he was going with that. And I don't know if that was the speech in the beginning because people were, you know, people are not giving Will enough credit. Will can sit there. And, you know, in the time that he had and spin something to make it sound like this. So that wasn't necessarily the speech he was going to go with. In my opinion, I think Will is bright enough and we've seen him speak enough to where, you know, that spin came after the moment that, that everybody's talking about. But whether it did or it didn't, what did y'all think of the speech as it seemed to kind of um, try to justify, you know, that, that gangster shit he had just done? 45 minutes ago. <laughs> Yo, after, after, well, then hold on, I got front, though. The way you turn your back and just sit back down is good. Like, Yo, you just smacked somebody in front of the world. I know. You're going to take your seat it, like, you, like you didn't. Like, come on, It cousin. definitely looked like, We'll gangster, never see that again. But it was, it was more coward than gangster because you know, dude's not going to square up on the, you. Yo, the optics is stage. crazy, though. The optics is crazy. They're going to sit back down, then cuss him out, and then still chill. But anyway... Um, in terms of the actual speech, because of what transpired beforehand, it came off a little bit narcissistic. It's like you apologize to everybody except, God, for, except he, for the man you smack in the face. He protected you know his mean? family. You, you, I got to protect uh, mine. I smack him if I have. Yeah, I mean <laughs> the, the smack was so crazy that we just ignoring the fact that Venus had her nipples out during the whole thing. Like we <laughs> just gonna ignore that whole thing. Yo, I mean truthfully, truthfully, it cast a shadow over. Again, I go back to the fact that we've tried to force ourselves into this space, and in the middle of one of their greatest pandering acts, Will does this. The producer, director of the show was black, Will Packer. Will Packer. The award that was about to be given out when he rocked Chris, when he rocked Chris was a, a best documentary to Questlove of The Roots. Um Three of the presenters were black. Well, the, the hosts, you know, Chris Rock, Regina Hall, Wanda Sykes. Like, so with all the and, – and, and, to you know, the culmination of his career. Like, they were there 
pretty much to celebrate him because he won the greatest award of the evening. So in all of this pandering that they were doing and trying to give us our moment, this is what he does. So, you know, I don't, I don't like Denzel, people say Denzel that to told him, you but I understand why people say, you know, <laughs> this is what they Denzel expect from told us. us. <laughs> Denzel told you what it is, man. They're going to come in your highest <laughs> moment, dog. Denzel, the, the yeah. oracle, told you what it is. He cast so, a shadow over a, a lot of good stuff. A member of Kojic, Church of God in Christ, Denzel Washington. Just give it up. The funny thing is, Everybody about to eat off this, right? Because Chris and you, everybody okay. saw what Chris tickets Chris and crazy. Yeah. That Red Table Talk, everybody going to tune into the next Red Table Talk. Oh, yeah. My guys are going to turn yeah, that Red Table Oprah. Talk about to go off the meat. I heard this, though. Yo, I heard um, this, though. I heard somebody say this, Jim. If Chris Rock is not at the table with them, then what does it even mean? Somebody was like, then it's just another self-serving thing that they're going to do. Mm, like, they got to invite still gonna watch it. At least it's mm. like we still no, I mean, watch it. it's, it's not about watching it, but it, you know you can still both things can be true. We can watch like we Here do that all the time. We watch stuff, yeah, but we know but, what but we're, we're watching. Like, oh, this is some self. So I mean, shit, we watch, we watch. Absolutely, um, it is. But we watched and enjoyed the Last what? Dance, and we knew that was ten episodes of self-serving <laughs> Michael Jordan narrative. Yeah, it was great. Scotty told us. But listen, right. and this will be this will probably here, be a great episode. It'll be the most watched episode. But that's a great point somebody made to me. If Chris Rock is not there, then what is it really for in the end? So I'm I think they at least got inviting. Let him turn you down. They're going to invite him. He, he's going to turn him down, <laughs> and they're going to do it. But the thing is, I think that now I I just come to terms with the fact the world we live in. It don't matter whether they invite him or not. Do we live in a world where people ride for who they like? And facts be damned, the folks that are Will Smith and Jada Pinkett stands like are, are defending him, and then you got the people that hate them who are going to go in on them. You got the people who feel some type of way about August going to hate on her. You got the Chris Rock fans who are going to defend him. People that don't like Chris Rock, like that's just it's 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 yeah. Because I've heard y'all. Uh, I've also heard this week, Jim. Chris Rock been, been going at black women for years in his comedy. He got what he deserved, so. They See, take and that's side. what I'm saying. We just live in a world. We just live in a world where everybody just side. picks sides. Right. So, like, even if he showed up, you gonna have a certain segment of the population like he there, but it's still self-serving because they did it on their platform. People See, find that's a reason why I always to be or the difference between everything. us and the rest of the world because we'll no, sit here I just, and tell I just you laugh at how it. much we we love Will Smith. He's Philly, you know what I'm saying? He, he he's Philly. Listen, but, but that's why I started it off. Like, there's no, there's literally no excuse for his behavior. Yeah, well, like my cousin, there's no excuse wrong. at all. There's no excuse at all for Boyle's behavior. It just really isn't. The only thing I found myself was defending sis. I'm, I'm defending her more than he was, just because I feel like, I feel like a lot of it is because people hate Jada. People hate Jada because of the whole situation with her getting their back blown out by Boyle and countless others. That they feel like. Even if you, even for the people that saw he was defending her, some people feel like she's not worthy of defending, and I think that's that's part of it. Like if he was messing with Sanaa Lathan and the same thing happened, I think that a lot of folks would feel differently. People don't like her, um, and I think that's unfair with this situation because she ain't smacked nobody. She seemingly didn't tell him anything. She seemingly thought that it was a bit herself. So it's like somehow she's the villain in all this. Right. 
Um, Because people keep saying also, like, you know, she ain't, like, pull him, sit him down or something. First of all, they didn't seem to be sitting right up on each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, they want her to get up Peter the top of the seemed to be in between them, not like sitting in between them, but kind of behind them, but having a space between their chairs. I don't know what kind of setup that was. Um, but, that, I mean, that's one thing. But I think I, when you saw that other angle, I really thought that she probably went up there. She thought it was a joke. Will, after he smacked Chris Rock, he turned around with a smirk on his face. So I think at that point, everybody still thought it was a bit. Even when Chris Rock said Will Smith just smacked, you know, Chris Rock said what he said. And I think everybody still thought it was a bit until Will sat down and started Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. So, I mean, it's... My wife (laughs) out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? He mad as hell. So, all right. I mean, you know, to, to, to wrap all of this up, um, talked about, I mean, possible ramifications for all this. Let me ask you this, because we, talk we talked about depending on what space it was in, you know, how you would react. All right. Imagine that you're an entertainer. You're worth tens of millions of dollars like Chris Rock. A boy that's worth hundreds of millions of dollar, dollars just assaulted you on stage in front of countless people because the Oscars are not just national TV. That's like international TV. That's damn near a global event. Um, LAPD tried to, you know, they told Chris, you know, if you want to press charges, press charges. Jim Carrey came out the next day. He said, you would have heard me the next day saying I'm suing Will Smith for $200 million. Basically because of what I just said. Like, you know, when the smoke clears and it's all said and done, that footage is always going to be out there. So Chris Rock has to live with that forever, no matter how he spends it. Would you have pressed charges when the police gave you permission to? Or, you know, street codes I matter? Because I'm that, asking that you from a perspective culture. of a millionaire, ten, ten, you know, tens of millions of dollars that you're worth. And he's, you know, the same plus more. Plus you're we're about, to, you say, unquote, we're about to flip bank accounts? Yeah, this, this quote-unquote prestigious place you were in, like he slapped you with a tuxedo on, for God's sake. So would you have yeah, pressed charges I, I, when they asked that's, you? That's tough, that's tough. Especially since you weren't going to hit him back. Like. <laughs> I mean, it's tough because it's a cultural thing for one, and for two, right, right. it's like, you know, I'm pretty sure Chris comes from, like, Brooklyn. Like, I'm pretty sure he's seen and been through things that, like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's just, it's one man, but right. I guess you know, part of that question, the one thing I will say is, the one thing that is always impressive to me, and it is impressive to this, is the way, like, that culture of comedians, the comedians stick together, yo. They stick together in a different way than actors or The way people are going at Will and Jada. But it's always that way. It's like when a comedian comedian gets in trouble for something, they always rally around it. Like, their, their community is different than, like, any other entertainer community. And I, I, I think that's interesting. I, I wonder why. I mean, maybe because they all come up, you know. That's another thing, Jim, that I up. wanted to uh, uh, mention real quick. The, the amount of social people on social media saying stuff like, uh, you know, Will don't play about Jada. I bet you, I bet you he, you know, he won't do it again. I bet you they won't do it again, talking about, like, comedians. 
I'm like, y'all must not know the earth that we live on. Because when somebody finds something that you're that you show insecurity about, that's when they from the hood. All right, I'm like, that's when they go harder. And then right after I thought that, like I'm looking on the internet and I'm watching comedians go in. Like I said, if he slapped Chris Rock, he got to shoot Corey Holcomb for the stuff that he said yesterday. He got to shoot, dude. If if, if that's what yeah. we're doing right now. Then there was yeah. a few more. Tony Rock, Tony like Rock nobody, was like he was from Oblock. <laughs> nobody's afraid of Will Smith and, you know, showing this kind of emotion. They're going to use it as fuel. Maybe you're right. Maybe Chris Rock is, you know, he's, Chris Rock is bigger than most of these other comedians that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he got yeah. way more stuff to do. Maybe Chris Rock is going to respect that. Um, you know, at, trust Some me, of these young, up-and-coming dudes, they got nothing yeah. Yeah, Listen, come on, man. come on. He's lucky. He lucky. Patrice O'Neill ain't alive. Hannibal Burris, when he was a young comedian, took down the the goat <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, like, he went to Bill Cosby next. He went to Bill Cosby on some serious stuff and kept doing it at yeah. shows. So, it, yeah. it, there's something that you're insecure about, and you lash out at somebody, especially somebody in their own community, about it. Oh no. I'm telling you, I'm just dying to hear <laughs> a, a Dave they, Chappelle they take. I'm just dying to hear a Dave Chappelle take. Yeah, yeah. That's all I want to hear. That's all I want to hear at this point. At this point, I don't care about nothing else about this story. Now, especially now that when we wrap up talking about it, I don't even want to talk about it no more. I'm probably right. not going to be able to because more things. Oh, yeah. leave. Like I didn't see that Jada. I didn't see that Jada footage to the day, and that kind of made me like gasp a little bit. Like, oh shit! Right, that brought a whole new perspective. To the argument, like I said, when when that came out, I'm like wondering what all of these people have been saying who all week, you know, been saying, you know, Will protecting his wife and that's what he should have did, and she didn't find it funny, so <laughs> blah blah blah. All right, we got footage of Jada cracking up <laughs> after the smack, so it's like that little split yeah, second of her rolling her eyes might have been overblown by us, yeah, the media, Will Smith himself, <laughs> that little. Eye roll might be the eye roll that that, that caused the the malice in the palace, <laughs> like and 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 was yeah. unnecessary. So yeah, I'm with you. Like I hope nothing new comes out because this was our whole thing. Like, all right, we're gonna wait till Thursday. We're gonna get on our platform. We're gonna talk about it for as long as we feel like talking about it, and then we're done. Because we, you know, you see everybody on social media. I'm so tired of hearing about this. I'm like, all right, but. I got five posts of you saying that you're tired of it. Like, scroll past it <laughs> and stop talking about it. Like, some people yeah, on social media. Only, my, whole, my whole thing is, like, my, my three takeaways. Like, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of lessons in this 30-second clip. Like, it's a lot of lessons. The one lesson is just be careful. Like, don't let, uh, a, you know, don't let a decision that, you know, control your emotions. Don't do something for right. a couple of seconds that can ruin 40 years of work. Because right. that's just, right. you know, that's, that's the world we live in. That's the first thing. Second it's thing, like on a, on a lower level that. what we tell young people about, like, jail. Like, don't make, All the time. don't let a 15-second decision ruin the exactly. rest of your life. And that's why I said I'd be not gonna be there, if I didn't but... say something. Because right. I'd be telling these young boys, like, yo, y'all can't be picking up guns over. Like, you can, you're so, like, you got to stay consistent with that. Like, and right. he's a grown-ass man, so it definitely applies. Like, you've got to know to keep your cool. And um, Will is somebody who preaches love constantly. He preaches love. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, but that's why I said it. it's just my my guy just snapped in front of Will, and that's just pretty unfortunate. Because Will Smith, I mean, Will Smith is a legend and a legend amongst. I mean, the dude got a mural in Philly, dog. He got a mural, and he's still alive. 
I don't know if there's anybody else in Philly, and we got a lot of legends in Philly. The only two people I know that are alive and have a mural are him and Dr. J. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is like someone that you know passed on as a legend, but him and Dr. Did J they, are two living they legends. Mural, did they did they mural Kevin Hart, or is it just Will? Oh, matter of fact, you know what? He just got his. He just got so, his. Yeah, uh, he's on the side I of, mean, uh, and it's definitely becoming more of a thing these days, especially in L.A. L.A., yeah. all you got to do is, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, you put up a triple double, you get a mural. <laughs> right. Shoot, not even that. Like, I don't know. You, you go outside in L.A. traffic and and direct some traffic to make the flow go a little faster, they probably draw a mural. Like, it's, it's crazy in L.A. But, yeah. All right, so that's our two cents on this whole thing. I don't know where the hell B. Austin went. Real quick, Dad, the other two um, lessons that I want to say is, like, mm-hmm. outside of that, it's, it's just that we got to stop speaking in complete facts. Like, we don't know anything, and we got to approach these topics as if we don't. Because the people that are speaking on this are acting like they know intimate details about all three parties involved. No yeah. one knows anything. Like, you know, so. And the thing is, that, what you notice about thing. that, Jim, when people do that, it's like, the whole time, like a lot of people have been like spitting the same narrative all week without budging, no matter what other information comes out. So it's like at this point, you've talked yourself into that being true because that's what yeah. you want to be true. Like a lot of times people aren't even doing this because of something they might have heard. Like I was literally reading a conversation of people arguing about this the other day and this dude, uh, damn it, I, I, I forgot exactly what the – he said something that he started making as it, it was like a, he made it as a fact in the conversation. He started out saying where well, there was rumors of this, and then by the end of the thread, he kept using it as if that was fact. And if it comes to me, I'll bring it back up. But I don't want to sit here thinking. Yeah, but that's, that's what people do. That's why I tell you, like stuff is a rumor. Like it was a rumor that he smacked a young boy, but I'm like, <clears throat> I only thought it as a rumor. I, that's, that's probably not true because. You got to be careful what's online, y'all. I watch enough Netflix documentaries on scams to know that half of this issue on here is not true. Oh, yeah, Jim. It was – um, he was saying, well, rumor has it that he had a talk with Chris Rock before all of this saying, you know what I'm saying, we tired of being the buddy of your jokes, like don't say anything about us, blah, blah, blah. So he started out by saying there's a rumor. As they went on arguing – longer and longer by the end of the joint was well if he told him already not to talk about them so he got everything he deserved like, Yo, you introduced Yo. this to the conversation yourself as a rumor Yo. now it's rumor has will it. told them not to do this so he got what he deserved i'm like yo people, Yo, people off the rumor hook. has it yeah my guy <laughs> said rumor has it yo. <laughs> people people definitely off the hook all right so I mean, I know we, we got a couple callers online. They're probably going to bring it back up. But before we get to the callers, let's just get this whole segment over with. So, you know, if we end up moving on and ended the show, at least we got off everything we need to get off as far as hot topics are concerned. Um, in the NFL, uh, just a quick story. Bruce Arians is retiring from coaching, and he is passing the head coach job down to – uh, his defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles. Now, for people that, that look at us, listen, like, oh, he, he ain't passed nothing down. Todd Bowles got hired. He actually did. Um, if you listen to Bruce Arians talk over the last few years, he was always saying it was his dream to pretty much hand the head coaching job to a member of his staff when he felt 
that they were ready and, and he didn't want to do this anymore. And I do give Bruce Arians a lot of props because we talk about this Rooney rule and quote unquote minority hires and coaches in the NFL so much. This dude probably has the blackest staff in the NFL. So when he did mention this before, whether we believed he was actually going to do it or not, we knew one day if he did do it, it was going to end up being a black dude. I think I kind of wish it was Byron Leftwich instead of Todd Bowles because Todd Bowles has kind of yeah, had an opportunity before. But, you know, more power to her because Todd Bowles probably would have never been able to do an interview again. Well, maybe he would because they might be in full pander mode after we tell you all this next story. But, um, you know, it's not a guarantee that Todd Bowles would ever be able to sit in front of them and interview again and actually be hired off his own merits. So, hey, we talk about (laughs) nepotism all the time. This is a form of nepotism. He wanted to pass it to one of his guys, and he uh, did that. So shout out to him. He must be. He must got like a, a family member or something that um did did us wrong. He's trying to like make make yeah. repair, or he, he must, or he must love black man. Because he listen, I got I got I got a business partner of mine, right? That like he he goes beyond love though. He's like a Bruce Arian stand because he played for Bruce Arians at Temple, right? Mm-hmm. And he told me that when he was coming um out of high school, he was heavily recruited. He's out of Jersey, one of the highest recruited football players actually at quarterback. And the reason he went and played for Bruce Arians is because every coach he met with tried to get him to switch positions. And Bruce is the only one that's like – that literally told him, I don't believe in that black QB BS. He said, so dude, this was like on some pro-black, like, you know, ish back then when he coached Temple. Right. So, like, you know, now he a Bruce Arians stand that can't do no wrong. But I just think it's interesting. Like, you know, I wonder, I wonder what it is. Like, what's, the, what's his root of that? I don't know. But – at the end of the day, um, congratulations to Todd Bowles. Uh, you're just like the fifth person I heard say that. Like, damn, why he didn't give Leftwich a shot? I don't know. Yeah, well. Which Breath must think of something. <laughs> <laughs> Breathwich. Um, all right, so uh, <laughs> shout, shout out to the rumor. But speaking of, quote, unquote, uh, minority hires in the NFL, the NFL came out with a mandate this week that all 32 teams must hire a minority, and that could be, I'll I'll explain in a minute, a minority offensive assistant coach for the 2022 season. This is part of a series of policy enhancements announced on Monday to address the league's uh, ongoing diversity efforts. So uh, this could be a female or a member of an ethnic or racial Minority, and that's all quotes for people who don't like people using the word female. I'm reading the quote. So it could be a female or a member of an ethnic or racial minority. So they're forcing everybody. And and get this, Jim, their pay is going to come out of uh, a pool, an NFL pool. So they're not even going to get paid by the organization that they're forcing to hire them. Do you think this is a way to go at this whole uh, diversity thing? I mean, you know, this this is I don't like this it. is affirmative like action in its best because, yo, know, you have to hire somebody. Some people have offensive assistants already. They're not, you know, that that already qualify for this. Like, so if you already have a woman on your offensive staff somewhere, or you know, a, a black person on your offensive staff, then you don't have to go out of your way to do this. But all thirty-two teams have to have somebody. Time the season starts. Is this yeah. the way to go about this? 
I don't like this. I don't like this one at all. Because you're going to make these people feel worse than the, the, the token interviews from the Rooney Rule. It's like, all right, I got a job, but do they even want me in the building? Do they really want me around here? How would you feel? In a closet somewhere. <laughs> right. Like, how do you feel walking around a building every day thinking you got a little bit of pull, pull, but then in the back of your mind, you're thinking, yo, they, do they even really want me here? Like, I was forced into this. So, yeah. I don't know. Deuce been doing it his old career, so whoever he working with now, they already satisfied. <laughs> this the Deuce rule right here. Um, so in addition to that, a couple of more things. Um, they've added women to the language of the Rooney Rule at all levels. So it now women and or people of color can satisfy the requirement to interview two external minority uh, minorities for top positions, including head coach. So now with the interviews, um, women are a part of that. So you got to do your two interviews. So now even that can be a black person, uh, you know, a quote unquote minority, um, a woman, um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what else? They publicize a mission statement to encourage and attract diverse members of prospective ownership groups. Now that statement read in part, the membership will regard, will regard it as a positive and meaningful factor if the group includes diverse individuals who would have a significant significant equity stake in and involvement with the club, including serving as the controlling owner of the club. So there's still hope for um, Antonio Brown getting a piece of a team. Uh, they also announced a diversity advisory committee. Among its, six, among its six members is former Houston Texans general manager Rick Smith. It also includes former New Jersey attorney general Peter Harvey, and Pamela Carlton, the founder and president of Springboard. So these are all the measures the NFL has taken during this offseason to promote diversity in the league. And to me, I don't know, it just seemed like it's going to backfire. Brian Flores has already kind of pulled the, the, the cover off of what people didn't know about the Rooney Rule and all of these interviews that people thought that they were tokens in. Now they're just gonna force people up in there. Like this could this could end badly. This could end badly. But um Yeah. Right. Whatever. So let's let's go to the phone line real quick before we well let me give the stat of the week and then we're gonna go to the phone line before uh we talk about what happened when it was on the ground and we get up out of here. But stat of the week, it's the NBA stat. Most forty point games before turning twenty four years old in the NBA. Rick Barry with 35, Bob McAdoo with 32, Wilt Chamberlain with 32, Michael Jordan with 31, LeBron James with 27, and now Trey Young with 26 games, scoring 40 points or more prior to turning 24 years old. So everybody out there who still keep talking about where Trey Young will never be, I'm like, come on, Trey Young, his trajectory is is like way above. Listen, man, like, say, say his name. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Phil Maddock and Trey Young will never be Steph. You know, Trey Young is way ahead of Steph, where Steph was at this point in his career. Maybe his apex, maybe his ceiling won't amount to two MVPs, but you, you really can't tell me at this point that it's not in him. MVP is a subjective award. Like, Trey Young has already had statistical seasons that damn near match Steph's MVP seasons. He just got to get under a team that's going to start winning 
And you can't tell me he's not going to be in the mix for that kind of stuff. So, you know, we might not want to see that if you're like a big Steph fan, but come on, man, you got to get his young boys props, man. All right, so let's go to the phone lines uh, real quick. Um, we got Tobias calling from out in Arizona. What up, Tobias? Roll down. Took the damn long. Took the hey. damn long enough. What's hey. going on, fellas? I slapped the shit out. <laughs> What's hey, up, man? Hey, <laughs> first. Hey, y'all talk about the MVP, right? You need to change mm-hmm. Chase instead of the ship to Sri Lanka, Beirut, or somewhere. He'll make the league easily and win three MVPs. Uh, hey. Be far, but uh, don't get mad at ballers. Because they get hey, better, better all I know is that uh, our young players. <laughs> well, part of it is because AAU ball trash. We know that, but hey, all we know how to do crazy. is all we know how to do is jump, shoot threes, and pick our teammates. That's all we've been taught. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, all right. And here's a stat of the week for you. you no know, LSU coach went down for paying players. Basketball coach, like I said, Alabama does everything above board. So. Only three players left from LSU on the team because the rest of them hit the transfer portal. That's, I thought that was hilarious. But uh, Well, with that mention, yeah. we can get this out of the way before the grind. Uh, Sharif O'Neal is one of those players um, hitting the transfer <laughs> portal again. Uh, yo, by the time Sharif O'Neal finishes his eligibility in college, Bo going to be like 29 years old. <laughs> yeah. Because isn't it like this time, wouldn't he have to sit out? I thought the transfer portal made it so that you could transfer once without sitting out there. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think this so, be his yeah. And most one. times, if, if you transfer and, multiple times, you ain't making the league. You might as well go and get your degree and a right. This would be his second uh, one, plus he missed time for the injury. So he going to be 29 yeah. by the time he's a senior. Yeah. And, uh, and one thing, y'all, listen, y'all earlier, right? Uh, I think what – see, what happens is it's a lot deeper than people think. One, a lot of the women, they they, they get in there uh, all mad that the dude like, let get me pregnant and work the foot action energy off, uh, <laughs> you know. And uh, the biggest issue is you got folks all in your business. You need to stop – like these folks need to stop letting these folks in their business, not letting everybody know it's in your marriage and stuff like that because especially you got children. And that's a guy who cheats on women. That's rule to this stuff. Uh, mm. You know. And by the way, y'all hear this name? My name is my name is Fred. Not my Fred. My name is Willie this week. <laughs> oh, okay, Fred is married. I ain't trying to get Fred caught up. Bye, man. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> Yo, Tobias, Tobias said I got a good heart. She the little. Yeah. So what happens is there's rules to this, right? Nobody wants to see it. It's like me. I'm in down. I'm in like near downtown Phoenix. I'm going to be in town like a 40-minute drive away because you ain't going to see it, nor will it be my child's friend. And I think that was the part that hurt the most. Like, hey, you do your thing, but, hey, that would be my child's friend, you know, because no boy is cool with his friend banging his mom after LeBron, uh, <laughs> you know. But, uh, but And I just think that personally myself, if I was upset at that joke, I would have pulled him aside and like, hey, man, we ain't like that too much. And then it'd be like he probably would apologize. But if I was Chris Rock, he's a better man than me because me and Will would have been tussling on that stage. <laughs> you ain't about to slap me and just walk away like nothing's going to happen. If he's going to beat up. my ass, he'll beat my ass. So we're going to tussle. I'm sorry. That's just me. Uh, but it does. And like, he's talking about channeling Richard Williams. 
Richard Wells is going against white supremacy in a sport where they won't let black people in. <laughs> Will can fight over a joke. He wouldn't stop him, dude. <laughs> I mean, because think about it. I'm pretty sure Richard Williams heard way worse coming out of the mouths of white people about his daughters. And, yeah. you know, he had this composure. I mean, he did they were trying to take his kids away. They was, he got pistol whipped. They were, he heard so much. And that's why I'm like, this ain't protecting black women. Hell, you remember what happened to Merlin Santana to protect black women? He's dead, and those two dudes in prison. It's just that there's so much. How should I say this? One, I don't care how white people look at us because Dr. King, Malcolm X, and Mega Everett both all got shot in three-piece suits. So, you know, it doesn't matter how you present it. Uh, but it's all these people throwing that I've been hurt energy out there and not understand the main fact. Keep folks out of your business so you won't be open up to jokes. Because guess what? If Will and Jada kept their business to themselves, nobody would be making any jokes. And, oh, yes, Jada, pick a better side, dude, who won't run his mouth. <laughs> you know? Tobias uh, said, jump in his inbox. Yeah, hey, she could jump in mine. I want to say a word. I even, I even put the Tupac bandana on with the Detroit Red Wings jersey <laughs> and spit at people like Tupac did, <laughs> you know. But it just shows us that you can't, especially a public figure, you can't be putting your business out there. It just opens you up with so much. And especially when you got children, you shouldn't be having your children even knowing this stuff. Because uh, I always say you really don't want to know why your parents got divorced, to be honest. Yeah. But speaking of children, Corey Holcomb went in on their children too. Yo, Corey. <laughs> oh yeah, don't worry. I'm listening to that later on today when I make these wings for the chick that's coming over. But uh, <laughs> you know, but I just think that for real. He got yeah, boy. because you, you can't you open yourself up to this stuff because if you can't handle what comes with that lifestyle, don't say nothing. Keep it to yourselves, and I, I just think that's a part of it because it overshadows so much that a black man finally won Oscar for best actor and that wasn't a thug. Cause Denzel should have won for Malcolm X. <laughs> you know, he's going to be on in glory. He wasn't a thug. But he in won the for training. He was, he was a thug the night he got his award. <laughs> he yeah, I know. Up. Will's like, hey, oh hard. Will think he Carl Carlton from the front, from the Bel Air show. That's what he's thinking he is. But you know uh, what? while we all psychoanalyzing Will and we talk about stuff that could have led to this, it also could have been, you know, uh, you know. I mean, I'm pretty sure it, it might not just be one thing, but all the years that Will had to hear that he's soft and his music was soft and this and that. Mm-hmm. Like, when I tell people, like, yo, I mean, Will can rap. His content yeah. wasn't, like, on some hard stuff, but he can rap. And people don't even give him his props about that because his music was soft. They act like he couldn't even rap. The, the so craziest, like, the craziest thing this. is, you know, slap everybody. thing about that is, I always told people that Will Smith is the biggest gangster rapper in the world because he's the only one that's rapping about his real life. Keeping like, it real. I respect well, Drake, Drake took I, the, I, the, the, man, the mantle after yeah, that. Yeah. Even though I ain't real, listening to this yet. I was about to say, they the realest. They, oh, they the can realest I, can I touch rappers on, ever. Like, I, I, I got to touch on my bucks real quick. Like, uh, hurry up. Bruce, 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 Ari- Bruce Arias think he's slick. He hired the black assistants because you know ain't nobody going to hire them. That's what that is. Because usually when you win, they take your coaches. Hell, Raheem Morris is the one Sean McVay assistant ain't hired. He's black, by the way. Uh, but the white ones get all the, the spots. 
You're saying the continuity in his staff was because they were black and he knew nobody was going to give him jobs. Yeah, nobody's yeah. coming to get him. Because you remember, like, everybody at Sean McVay's staff gets hired. But Raheem Morris, former Bucks coach, ain't even get an interview. And he's a defensive coordinator whose defense was better than the guy who coaches Chargers now. But, but I want to tell people this. Tony Dungy put a lot of black coaches on, too. Yeah. He put on Herm Edwards on his staff. Mike Thomas Jr. on his staff. Lovey Smith was on his staff as well. And he also put on Jim Caldwell with the Colts. And, uh, and so, and, and the one thing I think people got to miss on this stuff, usually the black coaches get a job into the worst spot. Because remember, Todd Bowles had the Jets. They didn't have a quarterback. Or, like, these guys get these bad jobs. And when you don't have a quarterback, you're getting fired in three years, and it's just so happened the white guy comes in and get a quarterback. <laughs> you yeah, know, but that's, so, that's what I had to explain. I was trying to explain to Fred one day. But you know, he's pig at it when it comes to football because he thinks nobody knows more about football than him. But I was trying yeah. to explain that to him because he's talking about how well you know these guys take these bad jobs. Which I'm like, dude, when you're black, you black, you don't really have. Yeah, right. You you don't you don't have you you don't have a bunch of. It's not like when you're picking a college and they're using you for your talent. You don't have a bunch of caps sitting in front of you and you get to pick which job you want. It don't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't Josh work McDaniels that way. Josh McDaniels could do that. But, like, right. for instance, Matt, Matt Stafford's best year in Detroit was on a Jim Caldwell. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it just it just Fred. See, Fred wants Bill Belichick fired, so go on with that, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but that's. I just don't want people just going all happy for the white man. Don't get me wrong, it's a good thing to put people off, and Tony Dungy's done that before. And we already know black folks don't like putting black folks on in general when they get those positions. We know that. So I just think Tony Dungy kind of gets forgotten about as well. And, uh, and I just want to shout him out on that too. Shout out to By the Hood because they black folks putting black folks on the money. And you Making better, you better pay Jimmy. And you better give Jimmy his rent money on time. Your ass gonna be on the streets. I know that. West. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, oh man, cut it out. <laughs> it's a grace period. It's a grace period. All right, but yo, we holler at you next week, man. We gotta get the hell out of here. We got one more. All right, hey, take it easy, You gotta be good, man. Go make your meal for that white girl. Hey, she's black because this was gonna be season. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, one more call. We, we we haven't heard from Rob in a minute. We got Rob from Cali. Rob, what's going on, good brother? What's up? Can y'all hear me? We can hear you. What's up, man? It's your boy Rob, a.k.a. Mr. Slip and Slide. You know what I'm saying? Wait for the spring. How y'all doing, man? I'm good. I'm good, man. How are you? We, 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 we Gucci. I'm good, man. I'm glad y'all touched on the whole Will thing. I'm not even going to go there. All I'm going to say is this, you know. First of all, y'all married men, y'all more experienced in this. Second of all, Dev, thanks for not trying to Will Smith Smith me years back when he was really mad at me. I didn't want to, I, just, I hope we have an applause for that, man. So thanks, man. Um, I don't know. Anyway, it was, was a struggle, but anyway. I was in, I was in L.A. <laughs> at the time. I don't know. Secondly. <laughs> but no, yeah, you, you shouldn't. I mean, you shouldn't ever let anybody push you to that. I mean, I'm definitely not perfect. You know, I slap the nigga, but... <laughs> But go ahead. What's up? But um, but I I do I do I I I I do want to say this. Um, Dan, what we're gonna to touch on? Um, 
First of all, Lakers, Lakers is trash. I don't even want to talk about LeBron. How 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 do you guys feel about the competitiveness of the East? First of all, it's, a, it's been a long time since I've seen the East this competitive before. You know, it's in LeBron just sweeping the East. Now, you know, you got, you know, a couple weeks yeah. of the Celtics is number one. Not, the East, not, you know what I'm saying? Right, you're right. The East, the East is crazy. Like, even the Sixers for one day, they were they were first. They they got up to first place a couple of days ago. They lost one game and fell back to fourth. That's how bun, that's how jumbled up everything is in the Eastern Conference right now. So I mean it, it's it's a close race. I think it's a lot of parity, but it's still at the same time. I don't think there's a lot of teams in the East that can beat the best that the West has to offer. Um, I mean, and we know it happened last year, or whatever, but. They're they're pretty deep this year, but I don't think the number of teams that really has a shot to win the the title is out there. Me, I think it ends with Bucks and a healthy Brooklyn having an actual shot to win the to win the title. That's where I think it ends. Even though you have a good five or six teams that's within a couple of games of each other, so that's how I look at it. You're right. The key thing is healthy Brooklyn. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to embellish that a little bit because this is Duke hate week, you know what I'm saying, for me. Go Tar Heels, you know what I'm saying. Shout out to Phil. Shout out to Phil, you know what I'm saying. Um, you know, Kyrie Irving, Mr. Weirdo. Stop being quiet over there, Jimmy, by the way. Time in. Um, Kyrie Irving, like, you know, he, um, he, hey, him in his right mind coming back, everything's good. I don't know if you can if Ben Simmons wants to come in or he might get traded in the off season. I don't know, but if he wants to come in, how that will look. But hey, it, well, we'll see. We'll see. It takes a minute for them to build chemistry, but I don't know. I don't think. You know, I, but at so the same time, I don't Brooklyn know because what? Brooklyn winning the chip would be bad for the league this year. Though. Go ahead, go ahead. Yo. I'll tell y'all why. No, I was thinking about what you said. You, no, I was, I was sitting there thinking about what you guys were talking about. You said Brooklyn and you said the healthy Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Like you don't give, um, the Heat no shot at all. Not really. I, I still don't okay. believe in the Heat. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. What I teams, don't believe in the teams. Sixers. I don't believe in the Heat. I'll give the Celtics before teams, I get. I'm gonna tell you what team scares me. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I feel like the Celtics are one of those teams if they get hot at the right time. Yeah, but I think yeah. I think the Celtics are gonna blow their wide <laughs> um, before you know they get into those because the Celtics have been the best team in the league over the past two months. So I think the yeah. Celtics might have messed around and peaked too early. I think they're gonna end up fizzling out. But I don't I don't give them a legitimate shot. Plus, plus Robert Williams got hurt. The, uh, the I, but I, I still give the Heat a, a big loss shot just because That's a big loss I think Spo is that dude, man. I think Spo is that dude. And I think Spo on the sideline rumbling with his team is all about, like, you know, they about to go on one of them That's heat true. I mean, I and Miami is shot. deep. Like, when you – actually, when you think about it, Miami is the deepest team in the East. I'm just like, is the yeah, power, so the star shot, power but, up you know. top enough? But uh, I'm probably disrespecting Miami a little bit. You disrespect him a little bit. <laughs> I'm disrespecting him a little bit. But, um, yeah, I just said something that I said I'll explain to you. I forgot what I – oh, I was saying if, if Brooklyn does win the title, it would kind of be bad for the league because it'll just be 
more proof that the regular season doesn't mean jack. And it's going to, you know, it's going to make, make us see more and more load management and players resting. I mean, they got a dude who couldn't play home games because he wouldn't get vaccinated. You got Kevin Durant, who's been injured for a good portion of the season. They got a dude who hasn't played ball all year, started on another team, still hasn't played. Now, if they're able to insert Ben Simmons, Kyrie finally could play home games, and Kevin Durant is healthy, and they run through the playoffs and win the chip, like that's terrible for the NBA. Same way on the other side of things, because people keep counting them out. Let's say Anthony Davis comes back healthy. LeBron is still playing, you know, the way he's playing right now, and they find something that, you know, Russell Westbrook can compliment LeBron and vice versa on, you know, once the playoffs start, they get into the play-in, get into the, you know, win that, get into the playoffs, and end up fighting for the title and, and possibly winning it. Like that, the, the Lakers in Brooklyn – would be terrible the Lakers, the for the Lakers league if they win. At the play-in? If, aren't, they, aren't they out of the play-in at this point? Did they get eliminated? I thought they went down to 11. So they're only like a, a – let me check the standings I before I – I don't think they're mathematically eliminated. Let's see. They're in 11. No, the Lakers are a half game – Oh, no. Excuse me. No, the Lakers are... Yeah, oh, they're a game and a half behind the Pelicans. Wait a minute. Right now, the Lakers are back in 10th. So the Spurs must have lost. The Lakers are in the plan as we speak. Oh, okay. So they're not mathematically eliminated. 7 through 10. 7 through... I think people were just, you know, talking crap because they, they suck. I think that was from a fan who's just upset. Because I think I saw something like that, too. So we probably saw the same thing. Um, but, no, the Lakers are – as if, the, if it ended right now, the Lakers are in the play at, in the 10th spot. So they're going back and forth with the Spurs because the Spurs had taken the 10th spot, but then they lost. So now the Lakers are back in the 10th spot. So this like, to me, like, you can't ever count out a team with LeBron James, you know, Anthony Davis – Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, they've been playing like trash up until this point, but they haven't been healthy. You know what I'm saying? They haven't been able to gel with, with, with Russ, but you never know. Like All they got to do is get in, and people are not going to sit around and act like they're just going to be an easy out or people are not going to be at least a little bit shook that they got to play those dudes in the first round. So. I think the Lakers and Brooklyn being teams that are capable because of their talent, you know what I'm saying, that would be, that would be a terrible look for the league because it would, it would just further prove that the 82-game regular season doesn't mean a damn thing. But go ahead, Rob. Go ahead. Say what you got to say because we got to get out of here and we're taking on your time. Oh, yeah, my yeah, my fault. My fault. Thank, 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 y'all. thank you guys for diving in on it because, you know, I, 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 cause I didn't want to. Because you know, I know I know we talked all about and this have to show. Does everybody yeah. talk about the Will Smith Jada thing? I'm gonna stay out of it as as my pops always told uh, always told me. You know, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> um, well, I ain't go, I ain't gonna go to. But 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 yeah. Um, I, um, thank you for telling me about that. Uh, I'm sorry. What more? Give okay. UNC versus Duke. As you guys oh, yeah. know, everybody should Gotta know. That's one team I hate. 
I hate Duke, and you know what? I remember there was one Duke game that happened that Tony Romo and Jerry Jones. No, it was Tony, no, it was Tony Romo. It was Jerry Jones, and I think it was um, what was the Cowboys coach, whoever his name was, that got fired. He showed up at the game wearing Duke. It just infit. It just it just poured gasoline on a burning house. You know what I'm saying, or, I, or you could say, you know, it just I I just, I just hate I just, that team. I so hate that satisfied, team. I hate. How satisfied would you be as a North Carolina fan if they ended Coach K's career this weekend? Oh man, that would be that would, dude. That would be freaking like, would that be the greatest than, win that you've seen. That would I mean, be I know y'all had some great wins and some national championships. But would this be the greatest win that you've seen in your lifetime as a UNC fan? Or would it be Man, second to a national championship or something? I think the best – what was the greatest win? I think the – would that be the greatest win? The greatest win – so we we got to say? We got to say. Now you got to hurry up, man. We got to roll. <laughs> no, 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 no. The greatest win – and I want to ask you about Eagles real quick. The greatest win was after we got cheated – by those charlatans of Villanova and you fake Villanova fans from Philly, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and we came back and we won in that last championship. You know, after after we got robbed, that was a great win because we should have won a, won, won the, and, you know, the rest cheered us, you know. Phil, we not Phil, fake. Phil can attest to it, all you fake Villanova fans. But other I than that, wait, wait, I ain't this, fake. I'm this, this not will be satisfying. If Nova th- th- loses, th- this you know, I move on in 30 seconds, but I root for everything Philly, so. <laughs> yeah, bandwagon that, but it, I'm gonna curse. Anyway, it could, it could be Villanova, know, um, it could be Temple, it could be anybody. I'm a fan, uh, but yeah. you know, if they lose, I move on. I feel y'all. Now, you now, for North Carolina all your life. When they lose, it's not that easy for you to move on. I ain't go to none of them schools. I was, I was, I was pampered in power blue diapers, bro. I was, I, I was a North Carolina fan. Now, when it comes to um the Eagles, I think a lot of Eagle fans are jumping as off season saying. What the heck is how we doing this and that? People gotta understand. There's these. We have a lot of holes on this team. This team is older, so we need to reload and rebuild. And Howie Rosen is doing his, his due diligence and trying to and realizing that we have to get the not only the right draft picks, but we gotta get younger. We got not just not just not just this draft, but future drafts. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna probably be a two or three year, three year long process. Now, in my opinion, in my opinion, um, they should focus in the fir- in the first round. If they if they can't get a decent receiver in the first, it, 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 it'll, it'll be foolish to draft a receiver in the first round back to back to back. You know what I'm saying? However, the the, the, the however they don't do a good job about drafting the first round to begin with. My opinion. Yeah, I w- I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't draft him uh, even with three picks. I probably wouldn't draft a receiver. I probably put all that in defense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All, all that in defense and getting offensive line. Get, get. We, we need, we need, a, we need a, we need a new center. They got a center out there. That's a first round. Ray, Day, I think his name is Tyler something. Uh, secondary, but the problem with the Eagles is, and, and they said this in the Atlantic. That they rely too much on the uh, analytics team versus the scouting team department, and the thing is, is that when you rely, when you rely on 
on on these nerds with their chess boards and stuff like that, they don't ally properly. Who gives who gives a free not every light in a ASS receiver is a Deshaun Jackson. You got a, you got a lot of bums. Greg Lewis was a bum. Jalen Reagan was a bum. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you know, not just because they got a lot of speed doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? You, you know, can they create space? How good are they at route running? I, as far as far as right now, I know I am. I was kind of um upset when they drafted Devontae Smith, but now he's kind of showing me a little bit better. I'm not gonna lie. I'm surprised for now. For now, I'll give him his props. You know, until you know, it's just just consistencies. But um, we'll see. I mean, how, what do you think about uh, Dev and Jimmy? Jimmy, Jimmy, come on, man, stop being quiet, Uncle Jim. Damn. No, I mean, you know, I, you, you made some some valid points. Um, for me, like I said, I'm not even thinking about receivers right now. If we were to keep all three of those picks, at least two of them have to go on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe yeah. a pass rusher, maybe a linebacker. Who's going to throw to these receivers? <laughs> right. That's why I'm not worried about that right now. Because we probably, you know, there was a I – don't, I don't know if that was like a real scenario, but there was something hypothetical that somebody brought up to me today about the Eagles possibly trading two of those first-round picks um, and the second-round pick to move up to four from the Jets and then get, you know, they'll move up to four, they'll get the Jets' first-round pick next year, and then uh, some other pick down the line, like a fifth round the year after that. And even though we have three now, like, that's not a bad deal to look at because if you think about it, if we can get the Jets to be asked for one more year, that pick could possibly yield us our next franchise quarterback next year. And and a, a you know a top five pick this year probably could get us one of the top safeties or cornerbacks on the board now, but it's still tempting to have three picks and you be able to get you know some depth issues out of the way now. Hey, for Rob. Yeah, um, and and, we, and, 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 I, and I do want to publicly say this. I do apologize because all those crap I'm getting from Jalen Hurts, you know he's a bum to me. I don't, I think he's trash. I think he's trash. And and you know, for years I used to get on um Dev and um most of it was just Dev and be awesome for hating on black quarterback. And now we got a black quarterback on our team that's trash. I'm calling trash. Now everybody's getting on me. Everybody's getting on me. No, no, McNabb was the shit, okay? McNabb was the shit. Michael Uh, Vick wasn't the shit. Michael Vick H V Mr Mr. H V two didn't have the mental capacity so first of all, he didn't all right, right, want to talk right, We ain't got that. time to get into it, man. We got like two minutes, so we got to roll, though. We'll talk about it because oh, next week we won't be talking so long about that other stuff. So make sure you call in all next right, week. Free, we'll have some Eagles talk before all right, we try. Free, all right. Free Britney Grinder. Peace, y'all. All right. Peace. <laughs> he said free Britney. All right. I, just, just, I guess just real quick, Jim, you can just list the stuff that happened while they was on the grind before we get up out of here. We already yeah, we already we mentioned too. one of them, so we ain't even got to talk about that. Yeah, pretty much. And while you're on the grid, my is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you need a custom website, go to DigitalExtremeTech.com. Call 227-205-403 and say here. But we got to speed dialing real quick. Yeah, pretty much. We got to run through this real quick and tell you guys what happened while you on the grid, Naive. And 
Um, Jim Tomey, his wife cancels her Brown season tickets because of the Deshaun Watson trade. Uh, you know, I guess they rubbed her the wrong way. These are season tickets that have been in their family for over 40 years. Um, hey, I mean, it sounds like a care move, but at the end of the day, a lot of people don't stand up for things that they believe in. So, you know, if that's what she felt she needed to do, the more power to her. Like, we talk all this yeah, Kaepernick um, stuff, and, you know, I've watched the NFL every week ever since. So she doing more than I did. Yo, <laughs> so uh, Shaq's son, um, we already talked about that one, transfer yeah, portal. Okay. But anyway, Kershaw Walker said he is tired of CTR. He also said he's tired of having black skin. Um, I mean, he didn't really say that part, but he might as well have. <laughs> Yo, he must have said critical race theory, which is CRT, but my man says CTR. So, Herschel Walker, um, you should be ashamed of yourself, the way you carry yourself. Real quick with Herschel. I just got to, never mind. You, you know how Herschel talks. He was basically saying, yeah. we Americans, we not white, we not black, we Americans. And this was at a Trump rally, yeah. and he's running for uh, Senate. So, you know, yeah. coon train is coming. Anyway. Herschel Walker, the senator, is nuts. But anyway, my man says CTR. <laughs> Yo. We can talk about the last uh, joint next week or whatever about, uh, you know, wing time. But anyway, um, yeah, that's what happened you want to grind this week, pretty much. So, All right, know, so this day everybody sports history. Quick. Brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is. Go to warroomsports.com or sportsthebook.com to pick up your copy written by War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint. This date in sports history, March 31st, 1994. That's when the Chicago White Sox assigned former NBA megastar Michael Jordan to the Birmingham Barons of the Class AA Southern League. So y'all know how that whole thing played out. But we'd like to give a nice big War Room salute. To this historical moment, and shout out for Mike trying at least, you know, to live up to one of his other dreams. Didn't really work out for him, and they had my man rich as hell riding on dirty buses with the rest of these dudes trying to make the league. But uh, shout out to Mike for for giving it old college. Let's get up out of here. We are running out of time, and we have to get out of here. So here's what I'll say: We ain't done two hours in a minute. I know. Enjoy the Final Four, National Championship, everything we do, you can find at the hub of warroomsports.com. That's all of our content, all of our social media, everything's at warroomsports.com, including my book, Sports the Book, is at warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. Smack the shit out you on top.
I'm going to. War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.